Hey, it's 49ers coast to coast. Grant Cohn, Jason Aponte. Practice wrapped up three hours ago. Here's our instant reaction. I was there. Jason couldn't be today because they closed it to the public because Red Hot Chili Peppers and Beck are in town because people who are living in 1996 are interested. Anyway, Beck. Okay, anyway. Uh, yeah, um, Beck is the, point, the one that I'm going to push back on. Now, Red Hot Chili yeah. Peppers, come on, man. We're not doing that. Nah. Give it away now is a good song. All right. It is a good song. Mostly because Pimp C sang it that one time and that once. Anyway. So today, Trey Lance had a rough day. Yesterday, Trey Lance had a rough day. Jason didn't see it. I was explaining it to him. It was basically like today was like yesterday, but a little bit worse. And um, so 3 of 10 interception yesterday was 6 of 14 interception. This is weird. I mean, there's excuses, but the same conditions were there in OTAs and minicamp. And to me, he was outstanding. He got rave reviews, not just from me, but from his players and coaches. Now he's in like this is the worst he's played. This is the real the first real adversity he's faced in the NFL. Um, I have theories as to what's going on, but I'd I mean you saw it yesterday. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see what your take is first. So yesterday there was a lot of O line not being able to protect, but there's no pads and it's really weird. It's like what can you really do? How physical can you be, especially when it's like Nick Bosa in front of you? Like mm-hmm. if you're an offensive lineman and you're trying to win your job or or earn yeah. more work, how do you not try to really be physical with somebody like that without pads like it's hard to explain but it did seem like every time trey lance took a snap the pocket was either collapsed or it was just a straight up sack and for anybody who hasn't been to training camp it's when there's a sack nobody touches the quarterback clearly because there's no pads they just allow him to make a throw so so when we're describing plays sometimes and we're like but the timing of the play is all off at that it's all off yeah Yeah. like like by the time he's getting ready to get rid of the ball he would have been sacked and, yeah. like, sometimes we'll say, hey, Trey Lance just threw a deep ball down the field for a completion. Well, that's after the certain amount of time in the pocket where he just slides – like, he just slides out there, let the play happen, and he goes, like, yeah, down there'll the field. there will be, like, sacks and completions on the same play in camp. That happens all exactly. the time. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Like, like Brock Purdy was about to get sacked. He gets out, and he throws a, he throws a deep bomb to Danny Gray. And, I'm, and everybody's like, ooh, look at that throw to Danny Gray. I'm like, yeah, he would have been on his back. Like, yeah, that's if, true. If it was a real, that's true. Like, you know, that's but true. that's a little bit of it. But then some of it was – some of the timing throws – they were they were actually good and they were in the flat like they were quickly to the outside to Ray Ray McLeod quickly to George Kittle over the middle, but then there was one that really stuck out to me that I was like oh that that one was a very rough and it was Jawan Jennings on a slant, and he threw it like behind him this way like it's a timing throw that is supposed to yeah. be here but yeah. it's back here, but at the same time that's just what I saw yesterday. A lot of it had to do with offensive line. A lot of that had to do with the fact that the 49ers are very good on defense and Traverius Warren and Emmanuel Mosley have been absolutely straps, clamps, whatever it is, built yeah. different and got that dog in them if that's what you want to use it and, like, if you want to use any sort of cliche. So all of those things factor into it. I don't think that it's too it, – it, it's time to panic or, or anything like that. Right. There are reasons for it, but there were things that he could have done better himself, and I think he knows that. Yeah, and I feel like – I don't know what it is, but I feel like he'll, things will go bad, and then it's, it's almost like he makes them worse. Like he, he has a pass, intercept, and then he goes deep the next play. Like he's trying to make up for it. It's like, man, maybe just hit a couple layups real quick before you move back to the tough stuff because now you're three for ten. And now that's a story where you could have just checked down a few times and just gotten through the day. Um, but I mean – They seem to be like that. That's what it was the first day. But look – I, I want to say, look, he doesn't have his offensive line. He doesn't have Debo Samuel. He didn't have that in minicamp either. He didn't have that in OTAs either. Yes, he's going against a good defense, and I think they figured out that, like, I think he can't – no one's winning outside. 
No. Ayuk's good, but he's not winning consistently against Warder Mosley. Mm-mm. And neither is Jennings. So nope. now you got to force everything to Kittle over the middle. Mm-hmm. And the defense knows it. And half the time, I mean, the guy's under pressure anyway. So it's like, get the ball and, and like force it. That's where the two picks have come from. Or hold it and scramble and look like you don't know what you're doing. That's what the offense looks right now. So I'm not absolving him of blame, but to me, it's pretty much evenly distributed right now. The offense is a mess. It often is this early in the in the, in the process, though. It is. These these practices feel strange for some reason. Like they're just drills in the beginning, and then there's like a team period. But again, with no pads, I don't know what to make of much of this. Like it, it's easy to just say, "Oh my God, the offensive line is going to be bad." But Daniel Brunskill was playing center yesterday. And Jake Brendel wasn't. And and they're just they're obviously shuffling like right now while Trent Williams was away with the baby and Mike McGlinchey is going to be participating soon. Like there's there's obvious shuffling going on. It just this, it just feels odd that for, that practice that I was at yesterday was odd. It was just like, eh, whatever, kind of boring. And then like the team period happens and it's nothing to really be overly concerned about. But you'd be lying to say that he wasn't a little bit off like and, and then today uh, it apparently got like the interception yesterday to Jimmy Ward. That one was, I was like, oh man, like Jimmy Ward was just standing there and it just, it was in his belly and that's going to happen. Here's the thing. Maybe, maybe here, let me put a positive spin on it. For all of us, we understood that Trey Lance was going to take bumps, but now the bumps are coming now and people can't wait to either be overly negative or just dismiss them. It's growing, right? Like this is all part of growing, right? Like, and I don't want to bring up the other guy and what he did at practice and things like that. This is just specific to Trey Lance. We knew the bumps were going to be coming. Maybe they're coming. Maybe they're not coming as quick. Uh, they're coming too early, and it's a little uncomfortable for you. But you had to know this was going to happen. Okay, I want to make one more observation. With him, I feel like he's a very gifted athlete, but he doesn't have the most confidence in his arm. The, the, the confidence comes and goes, as opposed to someone like Justin Fields. Um, today, he lost confidence. There was one throw where the ball came out, like, spinning sideways. It looked like the Tim Tebow throw. It, looked, it, like, it was, like, giggling on the sideline. So – that's crazy because to me, in minicamp, he was super confident in his arm, and he showed it. I mean, he was sticking throws over the middle, down the field. He looked like he was turning a corner. And so what is different? Why is he? Why has he lost confidence for two days? Look, I can't prove it, and I don't even know if it's true. But I realized, I noticed, what's different about minicamp? Who is back? Who was not here in minicamp? And who's here now? Maybe Bosa. he has a – who? Bosa. Well, that, that too. That's, but he didn't practice today. And Jimmy oh. had his worst day. Bosa didn't practice. So we can't, it's not just that, although it is that sometimes. Jimmy's back. At the, at the building. Yes. And remember, everyone was like, you know, it's a good thing that Jimmy's – because Trey has really come out of his, of his shell. And it's allowed him to be himself and be confident. I don't know. All of a sudden, Jimmy's back and he's smiling. I haven't seen him, but he's there. And maybe mm. Trey, I don't know, man. Maybe it just puts more pressure on Trey. Maybe it has nothing to do with anything. I'm just trying to find what's different between now and minicamp. And that's like the only thing I can freaking look at. Trey's press, Trey, Trey's press conference yesterday, he was a little snippy sometimes, I thought. I mean, or not snippy, that he's got a little smart mouth. Like, he's going to be throwing jokes, so he's not going to be acting just like robotic like Jimmy in that time. But right. I wonder how much of that is like – what was the question that somebody asked? It was something about Jimmy Garoppolo, and he was like, "Yeah, I kind of thought you guys would stop talking about that." Like he, did, like that was what he said yesterday. Like he said Today, it just like that. I was like, mm. "I was like, he okay, was, that was so happy uh, in minicamp and OTAs." 
Jimmy wasn't here. It was his team. Now it must feel like, you know, like the, it's like, oh, Jimmy's back. You know, do they really believe in me? If I have two bad practices, is, is Jimmy going to be back? If I have three bad practices, I have no idea what's going through that 22-year-old's mind. But I just don't feel like it helps. To, it just feels like this clouds it. This makes it more complicated. And the Niners should think about this. I know. And we're going to talk about why Jimmy's still on the team. And I think they think it's in the team's best interest to hold on to him for a few more weeks. Is it in Trey's best interest? Because what's in Trey's best interest is what's in the team's best interest. I don't know the answer. Kyle, figure it out. That's the thing is that that's always kind of been where I'm, I'm at with it. Like you have to make a move and make this Jimmy thing like official fast sooner than later. Yep. And for people, I think we talked about it last time. If anybody's watched the Joe Montana doc, right? Joe Montana got injured in 91, 92, but he was still around the team. And Steve Young was up and down in 91, I guess is what they were saying. And George Seifert said to Joe Montana, go home. I don't need you around here. You're being a distraction, even though you're not saying anything. You're not doing anything. This your Maybe president, that's a Joe Montana. Mm-hmm. Right? And if mm-hmm. people, people, people could be like, Joe would have been better. We would have won with Joe. And the, who knows? Same thing. Right. Yeah, right. sorry. Nope, no, that's exactly it. Like, you cannot allow – the chatter won't be from Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo is not going to say anything wrong. Like he And good, he never has. The chatter will come from – the media, the chatter will come from the players. The chatter will come from the national media. Like, uh oh, Jimmy's still on the roster though, and he's had two bad practices. Like, he doesn't need that, and I don't think that's healthy. Like, you're gonna have to just like bite the bullet and take your lumps here at this point. Like, straight up, like you have to give it all over to Trey. The Jedi says trust the process. Yeah, it's day three. Yeah. Sean says a rough couple days for Trey, but in your opinion, uh, would I be wrong in thinking that Trey can have the skill set of a Russell Wilson with a combination of prime physical running Cam Newton? That's that seems fair. That that, seems it does, fair. but that's a that's that's a lofty goal. Like, like you know, like that's the thing too. Is I think that the the comparisons to what Trey can be have put him, put people in spots where they're making assessments like that. Like, yeah. oh well, he could be like Michael Vick. Well, if he's anything like Michael Vick, you know, like do you understand how hard that yeah. is to be like that? I think right now you have to let him go at his own pace. Russell Wilson's first year was very underwhelming passing things like that. They ran the ball a ton. Like those that maybe that first year is a baseline is really good. But to say he's Russell Wilson with a touch of Cam, like, man, you like that's a lot, man. Like Cam was a baller. So it was just so was Wilson. That's that's a lot. Today he was Tim Tebow with a touch of Blaine Gabbert. Like today was really bad. But I don't want to hear it's that. still July. Let's just flush this that. one and move on. Matthew Sanders says new drinking game. Take a shot every time drop a grant drops more on him in a minute. I'm gonna call my doctor. <laughs> I can't stop now. Official BNA Music 88 says Mike Florio is doing coward's bidding now. Shake my head. Said the finger injury happened versus Houston, not preseason versus LAC. Happened versus the Raiders and implied he's injury prone. He uh, Florio just added uh, was just added to Mike uh, to Cowherd's like podcast network, so he works with them now. Yeah, Cowherd's mm-hmm. assembling an army. Yep. You never know. I'm gonna be on his team next week. Down he shouted me out yesterday i saw that i was like what the hell man this i was like this season just continues to unfold in the strangest way yeah greg says grant has coach greasy been better or worse than you greasy been better or worse than you thought he would be as a coach it's him and clay kubiak they're a Mm -hmm. package unit and what i want to say is they have a new drill every day and i appreciate that because scangarello did the same freaking stuff every day it's like yesterday they were having problems with pressure off the play action the quarterbacks would turn their back, turn around, pressure in your face. And so today there was a whole drill about what, what do you do with let's roll balls at you during play play action. You have to, so, I mean, they're looking at the stuff. They're trying to figure out solutions the next day. That's good coaching. 
Yeah, Rich Gangarello was like, all right, let's do this. Let's stick with it, guys. Let's stick with yes. the plan. That's trust the process in the bad way. Yeah. Uh, JB says, Jimmy G, five picks to Fred Warner. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, just adding some content. I'm not making excuses for for Trey, but Jimmy does this stuff all the time. And if if they, if they you got Trey out and brought in Jimmy, he'd be in the same predicament. No one winning outside, no protection. So just flinging the ball as quick as you can over the middle and hoping for the best. And shit, the way this secondary has been covering, I don't know who's really going to be able to throw on them. Like it's it's not a it's not a big deal. Like honestly, at this point. Last second sports. Big Jesse Naylor says Mahomes six picks, five practices, twenty eighteen. First, yeah, feels through five balls to the D yesterday. And Stafford was sacked eight times today. Relaxed. The defense is very good. That's also good uh, good context. The thing is, like, remember freaking uh, Jimmy Garoppolo won all those games as a starter before he ever did anything in, in training camp with the Niners. So no one ever cared what he did training camp trey hasn't done anything yet so everything is like super magnified oh my god this this is it this is the deal breaker tony yeah. says kyle said meaner than normal things to trey i don't know meaner kyle than normal huh kyle was pissed yesterday at brock purdy you wanted to kill that guy what he said like, no, you don't remember like that exchange where like purdy couldn't even get guys lined up like they, oh it was, it was like three times yeah, it was like three times in a row. Kyle was losing it. I was like, oh, I was like, Kyle's about to turn off practice, like, oh, because of this. Uh, what Harbaugh used to do in those times was just single people out. Like, if there was a uh, a false start, he'd be like, "Can I get a right guard?" Oh wow. Um, but they don't. Coaches don't do stuff like that anymore. Okay, let's. How concerned do you think the 49ers are about Lance? When I say the 49ers, it's not one person. It's the head coach and certain players. Like, what do you think the private whisper chatters are around the, the organization today? I think they're I think they're being very blunt and matter of fact with the things that are going on. And I think if we can see the stuff with the offensive line, they can. And I think that that's a lot of what this needs to be talked about is they still don't have the rotation. Like Brunskill's not taking right guard snaps. Burford is. Yeah. Banks was struggling a little bit like that. Like the Burford thing is a little like I, I understand why he's there, but I was shocked to see him there immediately, especially when Brunskill can already just slide in there and play no injury or anything like that. You it know, seems like they're they, trying to get Brunskill prepared to play center. Yeah, they are. They are. They are. Right. And I, that's a, center. Yeah, that's that's another shocking thing, because all they did was talk about Jake Brendel, Jake Brendel, Jake Brendel. And, and all of a sudden yesterday I look up and I'm like, that's Brunskill as center. So I don't know. Um, yeah. <laughs> how much yeah. like how much of this is you have no idea what your offensive line is going to look like outside of like one or two guys that's the the bookends everything else is completely shot from everything we thought the offensive line would be projected to be and yeah a little bit of it is like look you Traveris Ward and Emmanuel Mosley have been incredible like like you said Juan Jennings can't win on the outside all of those things are true like it's absolutely true so there's context to all of that like that needs to be talked about how concerned are they I don't know I, I have no idea how concerned they are but I'm sure that they're seeing all the same things that we are, and they're talking about it in the same way. They're not just ready to throw away everything away on the kid just because of two bad practices. No, I mean, I think they got, I think players in the locker room have to be wondering, is he ready? But I think the Niners, I mean, Kyle, if he's being honest, has to be looking at this offense and being like, am I concerned about the whole thing? Because it's not just the, the passing game that's struggling right now, it's the running game too. And there's no tackling, but this is a lot of deep, like running backs getting stopped, having nowhere to go at the line of scrimmage. I don't know. It seems like what they have on this offense, they have a lot of talent in the defense. But on this offense, they have Trent Williams and Debo, two elite players. After that, I mean, Ives, good, not great. Kittle, he's not dominating now. Maybe he'll dominate in the season. Maybe they're just, you know, 
conserving. I don't know what the word is. But I, I just feel like they just don't, they're lacking talent on their offense. And it's not just the offensive line. It's like quarterback, running back. Like, what do they really have outside of Debo and Trent Williams? I don't know. That's the thing. It's like nothing about this offensive line feels like it's set yet. And that's like another thing that you need to like consider because everything kind of felt like you have reasonable answers right away. You have Brunsky or right guard right away. You have uh, McGlinchey. You have Williams. Done. You have Aaron Bay sliding to his natural position. You know that, that you're going to take your lumps there, but at least he's front. He plays that position. And the Jay Brendel thing was the one that we're like, well, we don't know what's going to happen with him because we don't know the actual like reps that he's taking, all of those things. So it's like it's tough, man, like to to have all offensive stuff happen. Trey's not exactly exactly lighting things up either. All of that stuff matters. Like, and that's all kind of mixing into this perfect storm of where we're at right now after three days. I mean, you know, Trent Williams the best. You know Daniel Brunskill is a starting caliber right guard. Now he's going to play center. You don't know how – I mean, I didn't think he was particularly solid starting center. Maybe he will be. That's to be determined. McGlinchey is a solid starting right tackle when healthy. He's coming back from an injury. So, yeah, I think they there's, – there's big concerns on the offense, but, again, the best thing is that it's July. Yes, absolutely. Demon says, you think we can trade Jimmy for a decent center? No. Sorry. You and JC Tread is probably going to get a call now that Ryan Jensen went down from the Bucks. Yeah, so, I mean, Swan Song says Herbert eight for 20 today with pick pass yeah. rushes. Bang. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and look, two days ago, Justin Fields looked bad today. He, apparently he looked good. Like Carson Wentz looked good the day before he looks bad. Like again, it's, it's really, really early on. And then there are much more established quarterbacks that are not exactly lighting things up either. You can be concerned, but you can't be like overly concerned out the window right now after three practices. That's, you know, Josh's prediction for end of the season. I'm not going to deviate from what I predicted before when I saw the schedule come out. I said nine wins. That's the baseline. I think. I think the. I think uh, yeah, it is, and it's just certain stretches that it is. But there's there is a way that the 49ers can start pretty good to start and like have a good like that no can springboard them right. Like if they go into to Chicago and they whip the Bears, they beat the the hell out of the the Seahawks. They're two and zero now. All of a sudden, they're rolling. Maybe they feel a little bit better about Game Three, and then that, those are the games that are going to be tough. Like going into Denver Monday Night Football, like that's a primetime game in Denver. Those are the games that are really going to be like you know eh, up and down. But you know if they win those two games in in a big fashion, then that could springboard them and, and possibly start pushing them in a different direction. So. Yeah, because they're going to have a great defense. The question mm-hmm. is, is the offense a mess? If it's mm-hmm. not a mess, if it's like a lot like it was last year, where it's mm-hmm. you know it can run the ball, then they're going to win some games. And we're going to get to a lot of positive stuff in a minute. I want to finish on the positive. This is sort of neutral. Kyle Shanahan was asked by Matt Mayoko directly today. God love Matt about Jimmy Garoppolo. He's like, so are you just sort of waiting around? He seems like, is the idea now, like, if you if you cut him now, he would go to another team and you're sort of keeping him here so that that doesn't happen? And is he on the same page with that? And Kyle was like, I mean, he didn't answer the question directly, but he said, you know, we got to do what's best for the 49ers. And, yeah, mm-hmm. we, we want to also accommodate Jimmy, but we have to do what's best for us. So, to me, that's him saying, yeah, that's exactly what we're doing. There's a legitimate chance that he signs with the Seahawks, and we have to face him week two. And in that case, let's wait. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I think it's going to be push come to shove time. Like, it's just going to get to a point where, like, right before the roster cuts down, you have to cut him because you can't have him on the roster and you can't have him floating around for the reasons that we talked about. And also, it, it is fair that Jimmy should get a, a decent new start somewhere else, something like that. Like, he, he doesn't deserve to have this over and over. Like, 
he's being put through it too. Like, you know, imagine, imagine you're Jimmy Garoppolo. I, uh, I was the quarterback of this team. We went to the Super Bowl, we went to the MC championship game and they pushed me out the door. Like, you don't think he feels bad, like as well too. You think he wants to be here after this has all been happening and everything. So yeah, they've got to kind of do what's best for him. And they've always talked about doing the right thing by him. So yeah, they're just put, waiting around. They're waiting around to see if these training camp reports start to pile up for somebody else. And if somebody else, another team gets desperate, like let's just say Carson Wentz continues to like not play well and he just falls off a cliff, then like, okay, well, here come the commanders, like, you know, or something like that. Seems like Matt Ryan's actually playing pretty good with the Colts. Like I was reading reports on them today. So it just starts to look around that you have to look around at teams that are playoff teams or fringe playoff teams and need somebody who can be baseline, which is what Jimmy Garoppolo can do for them. I, I get that the Niners are, are think that it's in their best interest to wait. And you just laid yeah. out reasons why it is. But I think I keep going back to OTAs and minicamp. Mm-hmm. There was such an air of optimism in the in the um in the facility. Mm-hmm. It was like Jimmy's gone and he's not gonna be here in training camp. He's out the door. Debo's back and he will be here in training camp. Everything is looking up. We're coming together. We're going to be here. And then Jimmy's back and Debo hasn't gotten signed yet. And it just feels like, of course, Jimmy will be gone eventually and Debo will be signed eventually. It just feels like a false start to the whole uh, training camp. It's gotten off on the wrong foot, the wrong tone. And maybe it has nothing to do with what's happened the last couple of days, but it just feels like it's wrong. It feels like they had it right in minicamp. And now they kind of doubled back and look what's going on. So Kyle, again, these, there's a lot of variables in play. Are you sure this is the best thing for you to keep this going with Jimmy? To have yeah. him show up and have people be like, what's up, Jimmy? How you doing? Yeah, this right. is really awkward. That's the thing, too. It's like you you don't have to say anything to be a distraction. Your presence could be a distraction in, in that yeah. way. And that's not Jimmy's fault. They're allowing him to be in the building. Like, it's not it's not something that he, you can just say, oh, well, Jimmy should just leave. That's not it. Like, he he can't leave, clearly. And they, they want him to be in the building to, to whatever, to rehab. But him lingering around, like, in the building somehow, especially with these with these last two practices, it's not probably not the best thing. It's confusing. And it's, it's not like the coaches lay it out to every player. Like, this is what we're doing. This is the plan. Just keep it between us. Don't tell. Like, I'm sure a lot of the players are like, what? I'm sorry. I thought Jimmy would be gone by now. I thought D would be signed by now. Can someone explain to me why this is taking another week? Because I don't, I don't get it either. We talk about practice, says AI. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I don't know, it's true, yeah, man. For sure. That's all we got to talk um, about this time of year, though. So indulge me. We said we supposed we supposed to be talking about Trey Lance as the franchise, and we ain't here talking about practice. Practice. Josh says I agree with you on Jimmy G, but how do I dispute his winning record compared to the record when not playing? Well, again, that's him compared to Beathard, Hoyer, Mullins, right? Yeah, I, I mean, mean, yeah, this is I would hope, I would hope that Jimmy Garoppolo could win more games than Plumbers. <sighs> oh, sorry, Jerry West is so mad at you for saying that. Yeah, I'm sorry. Jerry Baker says, will this year's defense look like 2019 or better? That's our next topic. Is this the best defense the Niners have had under Kyle Shanahan? Clearly 2019 uh, holds the crown. It definitely does have a chance to. And if you want to overreact after three practices, you can just straight up say yes. Like, you can't. But the reason that the, it, it has the possibility is because the pass rush is going to be that, and they've been dominant, that down and, you know, compared to these last two days, right? Like, I wasn't here for, for yesterday, today's practice, but yesterday was downright dominant. Now you have the secondary that Traverius Ward is is clamping down on everybody. Emmanuel Mosley is the number two. I mean, he had a fantastic uh, PBU on on a tough catch that Brandon Ayuk almost made. He played through the play, knocked it out. Uh, Jimmy Ward is who he is, and they were using Talano Hufanga closer to the line. Maybe a little bit of single high, not asking him to do too much in terms of, of coverage. But, yeah, if they play solid football and they stay healthy, man, this this is the best secondary that the Shanahan and Lynch have had, no hands down. And when you think about 2019, you think about how much they ran cover three, and that you know has a little bit to do with the fact that 
Richard Sherman, you know, was a little bit older. You don't want to leave him on an island. Those other guys you didn't really want to leave on an island. But even when Sherman was peak Sherman, he was running cover three. He was just he was just smart, instinctual. So, yeah, there's more flexibility that they can have with this man's covers and, and all these things that they can throw out there. Charveris Ward and Emmanuel Mosley are upright all year. And then if Jason Barrett comes in there, now you're really, really talking about, like, the three, the, the, the best three right there, like, up there in the league. Like, it, it's got to be up there at the top of the league. Yeah, I mean, I feel like Mosley, maybe it's not proven yet. I feel like he's a lot better than he was two years ago. You saw him the other day. He looks better. He looks like he's in his prime, stronger. Um, Traverius Ward is better than I think old Richard Sherman was. I think uh, Jason Brett didn't contribute that year. Yeah, I mean, they don't have Buckner. And we don't know what they got in Kinlaw. And Armstead's hurt. But I honestly feel like they're so deep on their D-line. Here's the big difference. They're done with D-Ford. That's a big one. I've always kind of, even though his best year was 2019, he never really had the impact they thought he would have. He, To me, now they have three guys who can do what he was supposed to do. They have Drake Jackson, Kamoko Ture. They have so much depth on the edge. Ebukam is, is the guy that you're probably going to see. Ebukam, yes. They like three guys, and that's not even counting Jordan Willis, who's good. And oh, many I don't know. Yeah, I mean, they, they're not as gifted. They don't have Buckner, but I think they might have – they're way deeper on the edges. Oh, yeah. And that's, that's the thing. That's the thing. It's like top-end talent. You're not going to be able to beat that that front four yeah. of Armstead, Buckner, Bosa, and D-Ford. You're not going to be able to beat that top end. But depth-wise – and that's where the, the pass rush came alive at the end of the year was more yeah. because they had fresh legs over and over, and they had guys that were putting it together. It took Ebicom a little while. Arden Key became a com- contributor. You know, Amenahu finally was putting it together. He was talking about how much the scheme change was a little bit different for him. And I think that's kind of what happened to Ebicom as well, too. So, yeah, top-end defensive line in 2019, you're not going to be able to touch that. But depth-wise, I think you have a stronger rotation and you have more. Uh, you have a more defined, you know, Nick Bosa in, in this year and everything as well, too. Eric Armstead was actually absolute, like menace like last year down the stretch. So, yeah, I mean, it's very fair to say that. You could argue that the depth is more important. I mean, you want Nick Bosa, but after that, like that D line in 2019 ran out of gas. It got hurt. It ran out of gas. Uh, this one, it's deeper than last year. Mm-hmm. And what was interesting about last year, like they faced Dallas in the first round. Dallas had the number one offense. No, mm-hmm. number okay. one scoring offense. Number one scoring offense in the league. Bosa gets hurt first first half. Mm-hmm. They shut down the number one offense without Bosa for a half in the playoffs. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you why this defense has the real chance to be the best defense. D'Amico Ryans, because he was so good playing like to the personnel strength or, or personnel weaknesses across the board. Like it wasn't just like this vanilla, like, okay, this is just what we're going to run. No, no. Right. Okay. Every time it starts against Cincinnati, then we've got to shade guys over to his side and keep him, keep him protected. And, and certain games, like, you know, the Packers games, the same thing, shading somebody over to Devontae Adams, confusing Aaron Rodgers. He was so good all the way down the stretch of just changing up his, his, uh, his play calls. It wasn't just, you know, and no disrespect to Robert Solid. No disrespect to him. It's just everything no, was yeah. just cover three, cover three, cover three, cover three, and let the let the four guys go get him. It's amazing what D'Amico has been able to do or was able to do last year with Ambry on the field and Josh Norman. I mean, whoa. Because those guys, if you don't help them, will get burned. I'm seeing it every day with Ambry Thomas. Josh Norman was worse. So, wow. Now that he has Mosley and Ward, defenses, he's going to be so much more aggressive. He was – Good last year, but he was like conservative, and that was the right adjustment to make. Because you saw what happened early in the season, all those big yeah. plays and penalties because he didn't have the now he has the talent. Yeah. 
And some and some of those plays too, like in, in week three, it's like just a guy's like a slightly out of position. He doesn't get enough depth, and and Aaron Rodgers makes you pay because he has a, an amazing arm. So yeah, so that that's the other thing is while his while he grew, like he started games with like every time it's Josh Norman, and they still were a top three pass defense. Like and a lot of that has to do with Demico Ryan's. Yeah, top three pass defense with Bree Thomas and Josh Norman. This defense really could it it might be the best defense they've had again. They lost Eric. They lost. They uh, they lost Armstead for a month. Kinlaw is on the way back. You still don't know what you're ever going to have from him. They could. They could be elite without those two. They could. They, I think Armstead's going to be fine, though. I think he'll play. Yeah, I think he'll be good for week one. Like he he's actually the one guy that I wouldn't worry about. Like, oh, he needs reps or anything like that. As long as he stays in shape, I think he should be good to go week one. Yeah, and as long as he stays a defensive tackle, he's an impact player, a good player. But um, even if they missed him for a game, he'd be like, "I'll be all right." They're still yeah. still a great D line. Yeah. Uh, one more. Hold on. That Niner guy says this is the last couple. This is a last couple. Is this lap? I don't even know what that says. Football is hard. Being a good quarterback takes time. Okay, that makes sense. It's day three of camp. Long process ahead for Trey. Take it one day at a time. Let the kid figure it out. Yeah, they'll figure it out. And and I think uh, when you think about last year too, is like Kyle Shanahan didn't really know what to do with Trey during certain games and how to and how to game plan. Right. Like it almost took like it almost felt like Kyle had to get into a rhythm himself. So yeah. how much of that is like what's going on now? But I mean, you would think that with the entire offseason, like, hey, you know, this is. But how much of that has to do with Trey not, you know, progressing right away or just having rough days? So like, it's not anything to be super uh, worried about at this point. No, Patek says has Tavarius Moore been playing good? I haven't he noticed. Has a, he hasn't really been getting too much. Of, you know, I mean, he looks uh, he looks fast, but uh, he hasn't really been getting too many reps. Matthew Sanders says, um, this schedule is a murderer's row. Lots of opposing offenses are going to keep things interesting late. We're paper tiger until further notice. Damn, Matthew. Talk to him, man. Damn, Matthew. I mean, uh, yeah, I do. Damn. I, Got a lot to prove this year. Whole new team. Bryant says not confident, and uh, Jimmy G is still here for what? Oh, but Nanahan's, Nanahan's not, not confident. Oh, my God. Thank you for being I don't know if he's not, I don't know if he's not confident, man. I'm not going to speculate on that. Again, I wasn't there today or anything like that, so. What was funny was, uh, so Trey Lance had the bad day on yesterday. He comes out afterwards and, and talks, and we're like, so not your best day, huh? And he's like, no, it was a good day. Good day for the offense. And we're all like, okay, I see what you're doing, but what do you mean? And so then Kyle today this morning was like, oh, yeah, it was a great day. It was a phenomenal day. It was like, and then then there's today. So I really would have been, hey, Kyle, was today good? Hey, Kyle. Hey, Trey, I'd like to know. Did you still think today was maybe the day of the day? But I'm a jerk like that. Cisco Kid says Trey might struggle early with the simple throws, moving the chains, and keeping drives alive. Jimmy kept the offense on the field. Trey just needs reps to get comfortable and have that offense in rhythm. That's a fair comment. Yeah. Because he's got the big play. That again, when everybody was excited about Trey Lance, and they still should be, and they still, like like this, yeah. like I don't understand why this has the feel of like all of a sudden, like, oh my God, it's it's cooked, it's done. Like, you know, like but everybody knows the bumps were gonna happen. Well, now the bumps are happening, and everybody's just like burn it all down, like, oh my god, freak out. It's like Guys, if we I'm not prepared for this, right? Like, if we knew the bumps were gonna happen, like it's just you didn't want to hear about this this early. But pads aren't on, things like that. You can't like you can't objectively say that one thing is the other at this point. Like, it's there's a lot of time, guys. There's a lot of time, and a lot of other organizations' offenses are struggling right now at this point, especially ones that have new quarterbacks. And just remember, last year Debo was here the entire time, so was Kittle Mm -hmm. and Ayuk. Jimmy Garoppolo threw 11 picks in camp, and Bosa never played. Mm-hmm. So it's not like just it's Trey's fault. Mm-hmm. It's partially his fault, but swapping out quarterbacks is not going to fix this. 
this is an offensive problem. And wait, so it, you're saying Sudfeld's not the move? Because it's funny. It's like, okay, well, you could do it and say, all right, Trey, just check down a bunch and get through the day and say you have a good completion percentage and no one will get on your back. That's what Sudfeld's doing, but even he's throwing picks. I mean, it's just getting it's just utter domination right now. Right now. Defense is balling out, man. It's been it's it. been super fun to watch. Yeah, it has. All right, last last topic. Best player in camp. Right now? Traverse word. Really controversial. I, I'm like gonna say Traverse word. I was I gonna say Nick Bosa. I mean, you're not wrong there either. Um, <laughs> Nick Bosa, but he's going up against backup tackles, and it's like the, the disparity is so great. It's like the offense can't even practice, and it's like they gave. I, I even asked Kyle today, "Do you ever feel like just giving Bosa time off so you can like practice? Because he's ruining everything." And he was like, "Well, yeah, you know, I know what you mean, but it's good having him out there. But he didn't practice today, so I, I don't know. I mean." So maybe that, that theory is out the window. With him on the field. It used to be that way with Alden Smith, too. It's like, all right, Nick, you win employee of the day. Thank you very much. Go have a Coke and a smile. Yeah, headline, Nick Bosa is really good at football. So, yeah, uh, no, but, I mean, I was impressed yesterday with, uh, you know, the the play that we were talking about where um, Trey throws the ball down the field. Um, you know, it was obvious pressure. that They just let the play go on. And Juwan Jennings has to step on Traverius Ward a little bit, and he's pushing off a little bit, but there's something at the end of the play that Ward is so good at just getting there and just closing it off, and 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 he's just he's been fun as hell to watch. I mean, I've only seen him one day, but I'm gonna keep my eye on him, man. And then like like what I'm gonna be I looking for during practices is him against Justin Jefferson. I thought it was a well placed throw, but Ward choked off any space. I mean, there was mm-hmm. it was like this much space. It would have had to be like a perfect catch, and Jennings couldn't do it. Thought it was a nice throw though. Great mm-hmm. coverage. Very much, and 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 it kind of was what you said, like bad throw on because that was right after the Jimmy Ward interception, I believe. So again, yeah, right. That's a that's a little bit of what I liked about Trey last year, like when he had a pass that like either was airmailed or or under, he just he gets right back to firing. So like again, I don't know how much the confidence is because you were there today, like I wasn't, but yesterday I didn't really feel like anything about like confidence. I, I mean, I can only see from so far, so I can't really. It like, felt like frustration, not a confidence issue. Mm-hmm. Today, when the ball spun sideways, I was like, wait, hold on, mm-hmm. why? Mm-hmm. But why? Mm. Yeah. Eh. Best player in camp. Who who are you, who are you gonna say? Trevor is word. Yeah, it's word, man. Yeah. I mean, it's just again, it's 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 funny how things change pretty quickly. Uh Traverse Words gets signed to the 49ers. People are like, what the hell, man? Why? What are we doing? Like so many other good people. But then you're like a corner who can really cover men, man. And when you dive into the stats, it it bears that out. So you're really thinking about how you're improving this defense so that the offense, the, the defensive line doesn't have to continuously win pass rushing, right? Like you can cover back there. They might be covered sacks. Like that's an incredible thought, like because of how well they're covering too. So you have to keep that in mind. Like guys are not beating him down the field or they're, they're not winning in the routes. No, I got something. I got a hot take though. As as good mm-hmm. as Traverius Ward is and has played. Mosley better? Mosley has played better. I'm not saying he is better, but he's, to me, like, Ward's bigger, faster, stronger, more talented. Mm-hmm. Mosley is in a contract year, I want to say. And yes. Ward just got paid. Okay, so mm-hmm. Ward just got paid. He's a pro. He's clearly very good at his craft. But there's that different edge that a player has when they're in that contract year. And this dude, Mosley, is really like on a – you can just tell players who are like, I need to dominate every day. I'm going to get mm-hmm. the back. He's on that mission right now, and it's very fun to watch a player in that zone. He has given I mean, up zero was- yeah, he was incredible last year. I think he gave up one touchdown last year, and and he yes. was the number one corner. And now he gets to slide into two. Like he's gonna. The secondary has has got me very excited, man. Like if you want a positive, this defense is really good, and the secondary is incredible. But what's fun is so it's like last year Mosley was the number one corner, but 
teams were just going at the other corner all the time anyway now and that makes sense why would you like again like if you have your matchup of okay there's that guy and yeah. then there's that guy all right yeah let's go with this guy like let's make them right. work and that's what happened at the end like with ambry like he just they couldn't hide him anymore and he was yeah. playing so far back and they just were like all right get him but this year teams are going to go with mosley first because ward got paid yeah and he's the one with the reputation mm-hmm. and mosley is like okay bring it on yeah and he he doesn't he doesn't get the interception so he had a really nice pick week 18 am i wrong a nice uh, pick yes he did he did he did mm-hmm. he just hasn't had the picks consistently mm-hmm. uh but um seems like he's expecting a lot of action this year and he seems like he's ready for it yeah he looks great man secondary is incredible so runa says need updates on jeff wilson ross dwelly you know i think ross dwelly's a good player they never use him i don't know why he's on the team they might as well cut him at this point let someone yeah. else let someone else do something what are you stashing him for and i don't get it Je- and jeff wilson it's like how much of like what the injury has it has it really zapped? I mean, I I understand yeah. he's the number two back on here, but like Trey Sermon got some run, he looks all right. Um, yeah. TDP got some run, he looks all right. Like the, the running game as a whole, still that's that's a question mark. That's a bit of a question mark right now. Like we, we I love Jeff right Wilson Jr. in nineteen and twenty. I thought mm-hmm. he was not only he was great. He was I great. thought he was great. He was yeah. also like a three down back. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was not good last year, but he was coming off an injury. I, it's hard to judge how explosive he is in these practices. I think it's going to come down to him or Trey Sermon, though. Yeah, and and I, you know, Jermichael Hasty is a guy that I look at like oh, I don't think you're going to make this roster. Jordan Mason has probably been, you know, like yesterday he looked really, really good, man. Good, Jordan right? Mason. Yeah, yeah, he's a, he's actually probably like the the best looking one out of all of them right now at this point. He does look very smooth. Chris Walker says Trey's played two and a half NFL games. At least give him a season to show what he has. Chris, you're, no, you're preaching to the choir. Don't tell, don't tell me. Don't nah, tell me. I know. Training camp practices. So it's over. Just, Pack it up. Over. Niner fan 80. I'm actually not going to. I'm retiring. I've seen enough. Niner fan 85 says the defense has been dominant, but who do you think is the best player in offense at the moment? Mm. A couple guys who aren't out there. Who guys on the field right now? Yeah. Damn. Kittle, I guess. Kittle. By default. Yeah. It's hard. Offense hasn't been able to do much. (sighs) Hey, Ayuk's never been the same since Nick Mullins got benched. I'm just saying. Uh, You're not going to start that. Don't don't even start that. Don't even start that. Nick. Nick, where you at? What Nick would do is he was like, oh, look, I'm not that good. Okay, but you're good. So I'm gonna throw it to you 15 times and you're gonna make me look good. And uh I don't know. Kittle had his best season with that. I Vegas. Best with that. Derek Carr, you're in trouble. Mullen's coming for your job. <laughs> Watch out, buddy. <laughs> Phil says, How's Aaron Banks doing? Saw on Twitter, he's doing well. I don't know. Let's see what happens when they put the pads on. He had a false start today. I crushed him for it. Aaron, I think I think I think it's really, really weird to say anything definitive about the offensive line. Sure, they're not blocking whatever you call blocking is without pads, but like it's gonna be tough. You'll find out Monday when he actually starts to like pass start to pop. I, I mean, I almost feel like it's so ridiculous right now with this offensive line. You might as well do seven on seven. Like, what what are you accomplishing? Um, every play is off script. Mm-hmm. But maybe this is the adversity he wants. Thomas Tyler says you think Scangarello did a seventy-seven step zigzag drill out of Kyle's office down the stairs and out the front door when he got axed. That was a good comment. Yes, and then and then he ran to everybody and started saying, "Yeah, well, they're not they're not invested in Trey." So you know, like he he ran right to to be people's sources on that that BS. Well, Thomas says, "I know it's just day three, but does your win loss prediction change at all?" No. It actually makes me feel better for slightly under, slightly fading this team. Nine nine wins. I feel like but okay. Let me let me be let me be more positive. 
I think we're all going to look back on this week. We're going to look back on all of these practices and laugh. You know, in the same way that everybody was losing it when the other quarterback would throw a bunch of picks in the practice, like, I, I think eventually you're just going to look back on this and be like, man, remember all those people freaked out? Like, oh, it's – it's you've waited this entire offseason to get training camp. Training camp's here, and these are the things you're hearing. So I think you're just caught off guard because that's just not what you want to hear at this point. But that doesn't mean anything one way or the other. In the same way that if Trey Lance threw the ball – it was 18 for 18 with six touchdowns, no interceptions. Well, get his gold jacket ready. You got to slow down like on both. But like, just let it play out, man. Give the kids time. And I think we mentioned this earlier. I still feel like like my silver lining for this team and why I feel like I can still revise my prediction. feels like the roster is incomplete. Not incomplete, but there's another move or two they're going to make that they haven't made the yet. The position feels weird right now just because yeah. it felt like it was Brendel, like he was at least going to take the first. And then it's like, all right, well, we're getting Brunskill in there. And it's like, okay, now you got a whole new thing with at right guard. Like, so I, right. a lot of that stuff just yeah. feels like right now they're working through that. Because at Brunskill at right guard is not necessarily a question mark. At center he is. Yes. So you're creating a, a question mark when you actually have a solid right guard who's actually done well against Aaron Banks and, excuse me, Aaron Donald in the past. Yes. So why create another question mark? And if yeah. because Brendel or however you pronounce his name probably isn't good enough, and the center's really important not just for blocking but for calling out the protections. If he doesn't do that well, you saw what happened in 2020. So it's very important. And if they, if they get this guy, like they got Josh Norman what week two last year, they got mm. Thomas in week two five. They're probably gonna make another move, but until they do, I feel comfortable saying nine wins. But oh, I know they will. What's Harness Grasso doing? You think he can <laughs> play some ball? If they call up Daniel Kilgore, I mean, really, he's not that old. He's younger than me. Larry T says if Lance goes down behind this O line, would Kyle lose the locker room rolling with Sudfeld or Purdy? Would be a waste of what looks like a dominant D. That's an interesting question. Interesting no, question. I don't think I don't think so. Nobody has good backup quarterbacks, man. Like I don't understand that portion of it. I mean, the only way that you have a good backup quarterback if it's somebody that's either been drafted, highly pedigreed, and is sitting for a year or something like that. Newsflash, usually when your backup clear. quarterback plays, it's not good either way, and it's for every true. team like that. So uh, just this idea of, like, you need to have a really good backup. Where are they? Are they growing on trees? Allow me to retort, though, like Samuel Jackson, okay. in the most respectful way possible. Of course. You don't – I mean, you, you're not going to have a good backup, but you could have a guy who gets you a couple wins if you, if in, in three games. Like, the Cardinals have that, theoretically. And Cole McCoy's fine, but you can't play him 10 fine. games. No, you can't, can't play, play him 10. Right, like if he plays two games, he could win two games. But I don't feel that way about Sudfield. I don't know that about Sudfield. They could have had Tyrod. You could say that about Tyrod. You could say that about Dalton. They didn't do that. They have Jimmy and Sudfield. Although, what are your thoughts on Sudfield real quick? Dude, I think that, like, we all make jokes and everything, but he's actually a lot more athletic than people give him um, props for, and he throw, he spins the ball, man. He's not, like, he does I like, spin the ball very well. I will give I don't that. understand. Like, it's like, it's like all these jokes about, well, if he's the backup, you know, that, like, he's not, like, terrible. Like, oh, my God. And, again, backups are backups. Like, that's why they're a backup. Of all the six, seven quarterbacks I've ever – they always look – something awkward about a six, seven quarterback. It just is. But I think he's better than Paxton Lynch. Paxton Lynch couldn't throw at all. This not a high bar, him. but yes, I agree. Timothy Glennis says, "When should we worry that the offense not clicking?" When um, pads go on, and you're already and your pads go on, and you're getting towards the end of training camp. If you're starting to hear all this stuff, man, like yeah. it, that's when you get a little bit more worried. Right, Miguel says, "Should I get a refund of my season tickets with how bad Trey is practicing?" Miguel, pack it in, take all your 49ers stuff down, throw it away. It's over. It's done. Flav said trade another rough day. No way. Why is he playing like a rookie who uh, only has one year of JV League college 
Football under his belt. What the heck, Grant? Flav, I respect you. But I will say that he's playing a lot like Jimmy Garoppolo plays. All right. So you mean that's eight? So we start in eight and oh. Let's go. He's All playing right. a lot like, so maybe Jimmy deserved more, you know. Hey, you're going against good defense. And but it's Jimmy had Debo last year. He did. He did. He did. He did. So again, if and it doesn't, Brett, if it didn't was matter, Flav wasn't concerned that Jimmy threw 11 picks last year. He's just he's just rubbing it in. I respect. No, I think, I think he's being sarcastic. I think he's being sarcastic. But yeah, yeah. Niners for Life says, uh, why are people so quick to burn Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo had every practice go worse than these, yet people defended him. This is why our fan base sucks sometimes. I'm not lying, man. I mean, again, it's the it's the prestige of the, the position. Like, the last time Grant and I talked, right, like 49ers quarterback, uh, center for the Boston Celtics, point guard for the Los Angeles Lakers, quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers. It's always been something that fans are going to be impatient with because of the of the history of the of the mystique of the position you know and and that's just where it is but i agree with you man it's just you know overreactions one way or another are foolish but you know here we are people are starting football you got it now so here we go but also like jimmy won those five meaningless games before he ever stepped on the field for training camp with the 49ers so at that point in a lot of fans minds it didn't matter how bad he wasn't it never mattered how bad he was in camp because people were like, he's a gamer until he wasn't anymore. With Trey, they don't have those five games, which re- really were meaningless in retrospect. He doesn't have that. He has two and a half, and it was up and down. So people read into everything, you know, how he walks, how he talks, what people say about him. Uh, well, I will say this, though. At least, you know, yesterday's press conference, he still seemed like a guy who handled it in stride. He's, he's saying all the right things. He didn't seem too frustrated. But, like, he's going to go like, he's – He's kind of handling it on well. I don't know. Did he? He didn't get to talk today, right? No, no. Okay. I just expected him to bounce back uh, with confidence today, and it was worse. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's uncharacteristic. I keep coming back to Jimmy's back, and I know it's not it's not Jimmy's fault. But Kyle, John, you're trying to do his best for the organization. Really think about how this changes the dynamic. Think about mm-hmm. it. Maybe it hasn't, but you should at least think about it. I'm trying to do my best as quality control. Trying to make work earn, harder, man. Trying to earn the salary I don't get. Work I was harder. From now to last year, I don't think they, today's the day to talk about it. And I also don't think that they've been really calling things for those. Like he, no. the the quick decision throws are just like you know intermediate, flat, or like you know a little bit like towards the sideline, which you know the ball looks fine that way. But like he hasn't been like lofting it up like over guys or in between. Like he 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 put one on Kittle yesterday that was in between two like 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 literally two hands were coming this way and it just and went right last through the deck. Mm-hmm. Right yep. in front of the fence. Yep. And then t- again today, he has Ray Ray McLeod streaking up the left sideline with like a half step on Traverius Ward. If it's Jimmy Ward, I mean, excuse me, if it's Jimmy Garoppolo, he's not throwing that. He's not throwing Trey, that. no hesitation, lofts it over Ward. Ray Ray McLeod, who's not a deep threat, kind of clumsily turns around and tries to catch him with his hands instead of catching over his shoulder, and it hits him in the it's face. Yeah. I mean, you that's, that's a dime. That's done. So, so again, we passed. So what are you going to do? Context on incompletions helps as well, too. Yeah. Um, that's our show. Thanks for watching. I uh, didn't mean to fan the flames of panic. I don't think you should be worried, but I do think the, the Niners are probably, I think they're, they're probably puckered up a little bit, if you know what I'm talking about. And uh, they could, they probably appreciate a better, better performance tomorrow. So they don't have to say it. Can't Trey, wait. no pressure. How do you think Jimmy's looking when they walk in? He's like, hey, nice, right here, right here, right here. High five. 
How is Mitchell doing? I haven't heard much about him. He looks noticeably bigger. Bigger. Have you seen that? Yeah, I have. But I mean, again, the the, the whole offense is out of sorts. So it's hard to like when you ask like who's the best offensive player. It's like nobody. Yeah, the guy who's not. Yeah, nobody. Right. right now. Nobody. Yeah. That's the show. Thanks for your donations. I'll be back tomorrow. Last day of practice before they take a day off. Jason, thank you. Have a great day. Yes, sir. Yes, sir.